0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Walters' Wanderings Travel Podcast. My name is Scott Walters from Go Away, Often Travel, and I'm here today to talk Hawaii with you. We'll be bringing on our guest in just a second, but before we do that, we're going to tell you what today's special is. And today's special is simply this. If you book a trip to Hawaii, unfortunately, I know all the different protocols for all the different islands, because quite frankly, each island is a little different from each other, um, but I would want to help you you through and get you to and from Hawaii without any issues and be able to do that for you 2021 trips or 2022 trips. Um, we can get to work on those for you. And if you do book a Hawaii trip of five nights or more, because I'm honestly going to need at least five nights to do Hawaii properly, I will get you $50 off your trip. And of course, that's because Hawaii is the 50th state of the country. So there we go. So that's our special go to Hawaii, get $50 off your trip from Go Away, be proud.
1: And right now, I'm going to bring in my special guest today. Um, she is an old friend of mine, but I won't tell you how old. And uh, there she is. And uh, it's Jacqueline Sork. She's, uh, she's coming to us from our home in New Jersey. She'd probably much rather be in Hawaii, but the, the fates always work against you sometimes, and that's the way it goes. But Jackie and I go back a long time, and uh, we, uh, have, uh, we had careers as singers at some point. She still does it. She does uh, singing stuff, both performing and teaching and she does a great job, uh, even remotely and live. So it's uh, it's quite a thing to be able to do that in these days, but she does it quite well. And she comes to us today to talk about Hawaii because she has a very unique experience set as she was a Hawaiian uh, citizen for eight years in two different stints, and she will tell us all about Hawaii. But I guess first we have to ask you, um, How does a girl from Jersey and New York City get to Hawaii in the first place?
2: Very, very good question. Well, first of all, folks, aloha. (laughs) And thank you, Scott, for having me. Um, This is wonderful as your guest today. Good question. Well, who knew? I mean, I was always kind of a, a little bit of a mermaid, a little bit of a sea person, and always kind of lived by the shore, which I'm only 10 minutes from the Jersey Shore. But I came across a sailor one time and, um, a long time ago and, uh, brought me to Hawaii. Uh, believe it or not, there's obviously more than just Hawaiians who live in Hawaii. It's very multicultural, but there is a lot of military there as well. And, uh, I never, never would have thought that that would be part of my life for eight years of my life as a resident. I don't know if I'm considered—I would have been considered a citizen of Hawaii. Oh, that's
1: true, an honorary citizen. How's yeah. that? My
2: brother, my brother, however, is an honorary citizen of Hawaii now. Um, in the last couple of years, but yeah, I was a resident, and since then, um, the first I got—I came there in 1996 for three years. And then came back in 2005 for eight years to live, both living full-time. And so it's, it's been eight years of my life living there. And then it's still been a part of my life, a huge part of my life since then. My brother got married in Hawaii. He met his wife in Hawaii from visiting my me. And he um, met her on Maui. And they live on the Big Eye. The Big Island is what we call the Big Eye. His love was the big island, and my love, obviously, was Oahu as well as all the other islands. But I was the girl that was the island girl, and I was the city girl. But I was also born, believe it or not, on an island. As my dad would say, Staten Island, as the Dutch would say when they came to New York. <laughs> um, but, but yeah, and so I've, I've always felt uh, very, very comfortable with being surrounded by water lived in Florida, my life, too, part of my life, and then born in, born in, um, in Staten Island, and, you know, I have lots of family in Italy, so uh, water's been part of my life. And, and before I came to Hawaii, I was living in New York City, of course, you know, performing and still performing now, but going from New York City to Hawaii was one of these huge dichotomies. And um I didn't know anything about the aloha spirit in, I mean, I love New York City. It's got vim and vigor. Until coming to Hawaii, I realized, wow, things can actually get done at a slower pace and sometimes with no attitude <laughs> <laughs> and people actually talk and converse. And over there, it's, ah, yeah, let's talk story, bro. Let's talk some story, brother, you know, and just kind of got into that. I used to even talk a little pigeon. And I remember, you know, even at the checkout with, with strangers, they'd see something that I was wearing or li- li- they liked this or whatever. It was about a conversation. And it took me a little while to even sometimes get used to some of that. It was like, well, what, what the heck are you talking to me for? I don't even know you, you know, in my head, my subconscious. And then it was like, you know, I got, I got rid of that so, so long ago. And the aloha spirit, I will say, has stayed with me. Uh, over those eight years and then the people and everybody that I have met and the appreciation of the aloha spirit that the O'ahu and the islands bring to all of us. And, you know, that's why, uh, you know, when you come to Hawaii, you get lays or you get laid, as they say.
1: <laughs> it's true. It's true that. I, I know that people that I've sent there, and even when my, when my parents went way back in the 70s was one of the highlights was, you know, in, back in those days when my parents went in the 70s, you, they literally had to walk down the stairs onto the runway at the airport. And they were literally greeted, with the lay and the whole thing. So, by
2: all the lays, yeah, so, uh, by all the, the lay people. Yeah. Well, <laughs> so
1: there you go. So now when you went to Hawaii, you went to perform and sing. Did you just sing in Honolulu or did you go to other islands? I mean, how, does, how did that whole thing work?
2: Right, good question. Um, my, my residency and my main pad, my main stay as far as my, where I was based, was Honolulu and Oahu. So I did most of my performing in Honolulu, but I was able to then, you know, after a year or so, or even sooner, start to branch out into the other islands. I performed at the Maui Performing Arts Center there, um, and that was wonderful with the symphony there. Then I did a little bit of performing, um, private parties here and there on the big island. And then through um, being a young artist with Hawaii Opera Theater, which, you know, that was my first young artist um, residency with them uh, after, after college, pretty much. They uh, also got a huge grant, an NEA, a National Endowment of Arts grant, for touring the Hawaiian Islands and it was called something like the American Singers or something like that. We had a CD with it and it was opera as well as Broadway, as well as patriotic, as well as some Hawaiian. And at that time when I was a, a, a young artist with Hawaii Theatre for three years, it was the first three years of, of the uh, Young Artists residency program, I happened to be able to be part of that National Endowment of the Arts tour. And I remember it being quite large of a situation because it was nationwide at the time, and Hawaii got a pretty big um, uh, sum of money for that grant-wise. And that was great to kind of really bop, island bop from island to island, singing. And it's really easy to do, even if you're not singing, to go from island to island. You literally, the, the longest flight is about 35 minutes from Oahu to the Big eye, was always usually the longest. Other than that, they're 15 to 20 minutes flights. And, you know, don't be scared of small planes, but they are smaller, sometimes 10 seats, sometimes 12. And you, you just go, you just go there. And the at least in, at least 96 to 98, and then 2005 to 2012, they were very economical as far as flights. You know, I wasn't always paying for them. Companies were, whatever, were performing. But even if I was paying for them, I remember getting flights for about 50 bucks, especially in the Yeah, 90s. that's
1: not bad at all. And again, you know, it's, it's, it's a convenience factor because you could take a boat across, but it would take much longer than 15 mm-hmm. or 20 minutes. There's no right, doubt.
2: Right, right. So I kind of recommend. It all all depends on how long you have. But if you have a week, you could do easily two two islands. Um, but if you have two two weeks, um, even so, I think two islands is even even better to really immerse yourself. You know, Oahu is called Oahu the Gathering Place. So you are going to get a lot of things to do there. But if you then wanna island hop to some other island for about four or five days, that's very easy to do. Yeah.
1: That's very nice. So uh, after Oahu, what's your favorite of the Hawaiian islands and why?
2: Oh, good question. I would say, it's hard between two, but I would say Kauai, Uh, K-A-U-I, Kauai, because it's so small. It's a little bit less underdeveloped and you could really drive it really quickly around. And I will never forget, Kauai is the Grand Canyon of the Pacific because I will never forget taking the catamaran ride. And I used to sail, I used to know how to sail in Hawaii. I took sailing lessons, I took hula lessons. I took uh, singing in Hawaii, Hawaiian, I took, um, you know, belly dancing. I took a lot of things that I would have maybe never have done uh, on the mainland, but sailing was one of them. And I remember a catamaran sailing partially myself and partially the crew sailing across and around part of the island where you did see the crater, you know, the Grand Canyon aspects of, of the, the outer coast and the outer rim of it, which is so beautiful and getting off and being able to swim and going into a little bit of those crevices of the island um, for swimming, you know, and, and kind of cave-like areas. And then at times being able to see spots of the island also too, hiking wise, that were like the Grand Canyon, but, but much smaller. A much smaller area and you were also surrounded by water with the Pacific uh, area of that so that that to me besides if I wanted to get away from the big city I feel a sense of 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 peace and a sense of a little bit more nat- nature in a smaller space with Kauai but I will say uh, another a second of that a real a real tough a tie with that would also be a little bit of molokai which is a bigger island molokai and i will never forget doing my first my first mule ride not really a ride you, you know me riding the mule up off up, up the the the, the coast um, and the trails of molokai for a good 2 hours maybe 3 um, and I remember it being rainy, not cold, but then seeing the whole area where Father Damien um, has his, had his estate and the church there and where, you know, the leper colony was. And I never knew this, but my, when I told my dad I was doing that for the first time, he says, oh yeah, Grandma Quirk, his mother, said she would give, she would, she would fund and she would give money to Father Damien's cause all year, every year, every year, and I never knew that. Never knew there was a connection there with that, family-wise, and it meant so much to me. So that had, as far as I didn't get to see all of Molokai, I've been there about twice, but it has a very ominous feel to it and a spiritual feel to it that is very religious for me in that aspect and what my grandmother did. And uh, and that spurred me to learn more about that,
1: too. No, I understand. That's that's great stuff. Molokai is a very fascinating, the whole story of Molokai is a very fascinating story, and and people can certainly, you know, read up on that. Now, Hawaii has a reputation that, because of its isolation, culinary-wise, it's basically fish and pork. I mean, basically, unless I'm somehow misguided in that. Um, And of course, obviously, pineapples and fresh fruit. Um, what was your best culinary experience when you were uh, there in Hawaii?
2: (laughs) Okay, well, I'll give you two extremes. I mean, I did a lot of galas, a lot of five-star, I would say, balls, up and down the Oahu Strip, as far as, some of them were military balls that I was at and singing at, and some of them were opera balls, and some of them were just uh, certain high-end events that eventually I took part of as a guest and or performer, and a lot of them were down the strip. So I was eating things that were at these places with the Royal Hawaiian Hotel, uh, the Consular Ball, um, Hawaiian Consular Ball, different things like that, that were just like these five plate meals, and they were amazing. And a lot of them were asian and fish oriented as well as a little bit of you know pan-asian or hawaiian that was also a mixture of very gourmet situations but i have to say i happen to be friends with my one of my good friends um, alina is married to jeff uh Jeff Georgial and he um oh gosh I have his last name wrong sorry I didn't pronounce it right but he happened to be at the time he has since retired but he still does quite a lot of culinary events the head chef for the Hilton Hawaiian Sheraton Hilton Hawaiian Village so literally we would and they had a beautiful apartment there and he would literally just cook for us Wow! I mean, free. These were free meals because yeah. We were like just like, wow! Money. And he always knew where to go restaurant wise. And when we sure. went, oh, Jeff's here. Okay, you know, so they would bring in this, this, and he would. He knew what to order. So things like that, like butterfish. I love butterfish. Just ask for butterfish, everybody. It's amazing. But the things that he would just whip up in the apartment. I'm like, oh my gosh. So to me, um, and some of them were meat, some of them were a little kimchi-ish, you had a little Korean flair in there, you had the Japanese, you had the Hawaiian, it was all hapa, which people think I'm hapa, they think I'm Portuguese, Portuguese, ah, you're Portuguese Hawaiian, that type of thing, and I'd be like, yeah, okay, <laughs> I, I can be, <laughs> that was always, they always thought I was hapa, which is mixed. That's the Hawaiian word for mix. Um, So those times of between the high-end five-store events of up and down the strip with the Royal Hawaiian uh, Hotel, the uh, Iolani Hotel, the Sheraton Moana Waikiki. the, the different hotels up and down the strip that were very high-end events that I went to, the food was amazing. But then, just like I said, being with Alina and Jeff and having them cook for me and at, in their home. And the last event that I went to, I was there for two weeks performing, kind of almost nonstop, maybe five, five uh, things a week. And one of them is, um, I sang for the Hawaiian International Food Festival And Jeff is in charge of that, and he's cooking. So you have, and that that that, by the way, folks takes place mid March. So if you do like food, and you do want to go to Hawaii, and a time where you want to have the Hawaii experience as Hawaii, but also experience a very big local event, you you know there is a fee with that, but you can experience uh, uh, an or uh, a culinary a plethora that is Hawaii in that event.
1: Well, I would just drop your name and get to go for free, maybe, you know?
2: Absolutely,
3: absolutely.
1: (laughs) Now, obviously, um, the music is what brought you to Hawaii, and uh, I know that you actually learned how to sing in Hawaiian, which is really, it's a fascinating thing because, you know, language evolution is, is really something else, and it's certainly unlike singing in Italian or French or German, the usual singer's languages. And I know that you wanted to share one of your uh, favorite Hawaiian songs with us. So why don't you give us the background and go ahead and sing uh, uh, the song for us.
2: Oh, sure, sure. Okay, and let me tell you something about, I may be a little rusty with my Hawaiian because it's been a while, but um, I will say this, it is obviously a beautiful language uh, to sing in and to hear. It's very pleasant and it's very beautiful. And it's all about vowels, just so much so like Italian. And uh, you know, certain things as how they put vowels are a little bit different and how they put vowels on certain syllables with singing is a little different, but it was so cool to see that connection. And also to meet people that were Hawaiian um, born and based, that were musicians like is who sang somewhere of the rainbow and different things like that. So let me, okay. Hmm. Okay, let's uh, put some of that on. Let me just take a little drink, one second. Sure. And this is something that I know all of you will recognize.
3: Oh, no
1: Wow. That was great. That was absolutely great. I really appreciate that.
2: Thank you. Um, my, my pleasure. My pleasure.
1: No, I think I think it's great to be That's able to. The <laughs> no, <it's laughs>
2: all right. I, I, I
1: think it's great that we can experience your know, authenticity. I think that when it comes to travel, and uh, you know this from when you've had to travel and when you wanted to travel, um, authenticity is really a key. Um, to any travel experience, and this was far better to talk with you than to try and find a snippet from uh, a Magnum PI episode, or, or or when the Brady Bunch went to Hawaii, or anything like that. So I really appreciate you coming on board with me today, Jackie. And we'll have a special treat from her coming up uh, right after my little close here. Thanks so much for being with us today. I really appreciate thank
2: it. you. Thank you. And this is this was actually. I just want to let you know that. If you do also, any of you go to Hawaii, you can actually, the lays that you get, don't think that you have to throw them out. You know, there's such memories. You can hang them out in your hotel room or wherever you are. I have dried so many lays. I've gotten lays from the Queen of Polynesia, who I sang for. I mean, obviously this is a shell lay. The last performance I had when I was there was singing for the Hawaii State Capitol. At the 50th anniversary of the 50th state, which was quite um, an honor for me. But like I said, you know, I you you know sometimes when you get so many, you just think, oh, okay, another one or something like that. And you know, sometimes they're they're very they're very um, d- delicate, but they are such a beautiful way of thanking. Um, the people of Hawaii and the, the artistry that goes into these lays are, are just beautiful memories. Just when you, like as far as performers, when you get a bouquet of flowers, this is... This is what uh, the memories are for me of Hawaii and of music.
1: So, well, like I said, it's, it's really great. That's that's really nice. I think a, I think I would prefer the seashell lay to the flower lay myself. So, I'll, I'll, <laughs> when I when I get over there, I'll look for that. Jackie, so much for hanging around and being with us today on the Walter's mm-hmm. Wandering Travel Podcast. I really appreciate it. Thank Absolutely.
3: you. Aloha. Um,
1: all right. So let us let us go and tell you again that we do have a very special offer
0: fifty dollars off any trip to hawaii that you book with go away often travel um for 2021 or 2022 we have to do that now by but the magic of things see if i can do this we have a special offering from jackie she did the uh remind me that she did have this available um let's see if we can put this up but to close this edition of all the Morning travel podcast she's gonna sing for us a little italian aria with some beautiful stuff that goes along with it. So here we go. Uh, And we'll play. thank you so much for being here.